Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, hello, hello to you once again. So glad you're able to join me today for Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and this is episode number 34. Well, the last few weeks, we've been doing a in-depth study on Ephesians chapter 6, which lays out for the believer the armor of God. And today's uh, topic of discussion is entitled, Don't Bite the Bait. We're going to be talking about the wiles and devices of the devil. Um, Before we begin, I just want to encourage you from this portion of scripture in 1 John 4 and 4, and it says that greater is he that is in me, in you rather, I make it personal, but greater is he that's in me or greater he is in you than he that is in the world. So going into battle, we know that regardless of whatever comes our way, that we have the victory and the ultimate battle cry or the ultimate ending of any battle that we go through is that we win. And the devil has already been defeated. Jesus has already defeated Satan. And we have to stand in the victory that Christ has already given us. We're looking in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. Last week I talked about and um, laid out uh, the, we talked about the devil and talked about what he does, the names that are given to him that we see in Scripture. There are 17 names in Scripture that are given to um, the devil, and we should be aware of those and know what those are and the word devil is talks about more of his occupation um rather than so much who he is but the word devil describes what he does and so he is a cunning and crafty foe but he does not have all power and christ has given us a position that is far above all principalities power might and dominion So Satan is under our feet, and so we got to keep him there. So today, I want to lay out and just go line by line through this portion of Scripture. We haven't even got to the pieces of armor yet, but i got to lay this groundwork so that we can get a clear understanding of what it is that the Apostle Paul was trying to convey to those at the Church of Ephesus and also to us today that Uh, We have the victory and that God has already given us the weapons to fight powerful, powerful weapons. So um, if you haven't heard the episode from last week where I discussed about um, the 17 uh, attributes of Satan or that describe him, you want to go back and listen to podcast uh, episode 33 because I'm not going to discuss that or even really do too much review of that today because I want to get in to what it is 
that we need to discuss today. Well, let's just begin by having a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is truth, Father God. And I thank you today that wherever anyone is listening to you, Father God, I thank you that they will not hear my voice, but that they will hear the voice of the of your Holy Spirit speaking to their hearts and their minds. I thank you for strengthening the hearers, Father God, near and far. I thank you, Lord God, for touching each and every heart and mind by the power of Jesus. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, let's just go through here, grab your Bible, and we're going to just, just do a quick, quick uh, talk about this, and then we're going to get into, I believe it is, um, finish verse um, 11, and it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we have learned that we got to be strong in the Lord, not in ourselves, but we got to be strong in the Lord in order to carry this spiritual armor you've got to be strong in the lord you can't do it in your strength you've got to have the power of god working in your life to carry this weaponry so to be strong in the lord and in the power of his might then paul gives a command to put on the whole armor of god there are seven pieces of weaponry and you have to put on each and every piece if you're going to be effective in the battle, you got to put on the whole armor. And he tells us that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's where we're going to pick up today. We're going to look first at this word stand. And this word stand is the Greek word that means to stand upright. And it's someone that is confident, not in his self but his equipment that's designed to protect in combat. So this Roman soldier, okay, they were confident in the equipment that they were carrying, that they possessed. As believers, when you're dressed in the whole armor, you can stand confident because you're equipped to defeat the enemy. It's the only way to fight him is with the armor of God on. And so when you have that armor on, you're confident and you know that this, this weaponry is not going to fail me, but I've got on the whole armor of God so I can take on my opponent, which is the devil. And it says here um, that we may be able to stand against. This word against is the Greek word that describes a forward position or a face-to-face encounter now listen very carefully at some point you will if you haven't already you will come into a face-to-face combat with the devil he's gonna come he's gonna come okay because that's what he does but know this that god has given you the weaponry to combat all of his wiles all of his schemes all of his tricks all of his plots all of his plans all of his attacks whatever he brings your way You already have the weaponry to fight and to defeat him if you just stand in the power of the Lord. Now, we have to ask ourselves, it says, okay, stand against the wiles of the devil. What is a wile? What in the word is that? What is is a wile? What is a wile? Well, let's let's look at this. Let's look at what the word wiles means, okay? It's the Greek word methodoia. Methodoia, I think I'm saying that. Sometimes I get them a little mixed up insane i practice try to practice and then i totally go blank but it's a word it's a compounded word okay when you put these two words together 
It means uh, on a road or with a road to operate on an avenue or to operate on a chart or a route. So it's not by happenstance, but this portrays direction and objective, direction or strategy, and it conveys craftiness and deceit where we get the word for method, okay? Where we get the word for method. Now, the devil doesn't have a number of tricks. He doesn't have a lot of tricks up his sleeve. He's doing the same thing that he's been doing for many, many years. He just travels on one road, one lane, one avenue. He's very strategic, and he has a goal, and he's set on that goal. He's dedicated, committed to that goal, and the goal is to lead to destruction. The goal is ultimately to lead to our demise. So there's only one way to attack. There's only one way for the enemy to attack. And what is it? He has his devices. Okay. Second Corinthians 2 and 11. You can look that up in your, in your time. And it says that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Okay. This is the word that uh, means that it describes the mind. And a mind that is scheming. A mind that's calculating. A mind that's convincing or devious. It's shrewd. It's sly or it's clever and it denotes in an insidious and malevolent plot of Satan to fill the human mind with confusion. It carries the idea of a deceived mind or mind games. The devil likes to play mind games. So he only has one way or one road that he travels to attack people. And that road, that path is headed for the mind. He wants to confuse the mind so that the mind be, will become deceived. The battleground is in the mind. Satan wants your mind, but God also wants your mind as well. Satan wants your mind to be all confused and discombobulated and deceived and not knowing what's going on, but God wants your mind to be renewed. God wants your mind to be alive to him. Okay? So, he confuses the mind, and then the mind becomes deceived. Now he said, well, what is deception? We hear that word. What does this word actually mean? Well, it's actually a fishing term, and it just means, you know, to bite the bait. That's why I named this, don't bite the bait. So, okay, just pictures a fish, okay? And if you've ever been fishing, you know, you get your um, hook the worm, on there and you cast the line throw it into the to the water and you're trying to get something to catch the bait put the bait out there a couple fishes may go past that that bait and that's what we we want the fish to bite the bait satan wants us to bite the bait okay so this bait is out there it's continuously out there and over time this fish may become hypnotized by the bait, okay? So Satan's throwing the bait out there. You ignore it once, ignore it twice, but then it starts to catch your eye, and you become hypnotized by the bait that he's continuously throwing out over and over and over and over again. And so finally, the fish is going to bite the bait, and once it bites the bait, then the hook is set, and we start to reel it on in. Now, this is the way the enemy works, too. The devil operates on the road. He is strategic, and he's headed for your mind. 
Don't let the devil have your mind. He wants to scramble your mind. He starts to dangle the bait. And you know what his bait is? His bait is lies. Okay? The devil's bait is lies. He starts to dangle these lies in front of you. It could be he could it could be a temptation, lying about something that 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 you're tempted with. He starts to dangle that bait. It could be lies about your self-image. He starts to dangle things you know, you look in the mirror, you could be a very beautiful person and you look in the mirror and Satan starts to say to you, ugly, you're, 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 you're not beautiful. Why would anybody want you? He starts to dangle that bait. It could be lies about your spouse. He could tell you, you, you could come home from work or come in uh, from a long day and your spouse is lying there taking a nap. Now they may have had a hard day and they just decided to lay down and take a nap and you come in and Satan says, oh, look at them lazy. They don't ever help you out. Always laying around and dangling the bait. He's dangling these lies. It could even be lies about sin. The enemy has a way of making sin look good. He makes it look so good, but he does not give you the consequences that, that, that follow with that sin. And so a lot of times when people that bait is dangled in front of them, they, 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 they grab onto the bait and then they're hooked. And then they find themselves in a situation where, oh, Lord, what have I done? They may say to themselves, what have I done? Who, what have I gotten myself into? Okay. And so Satan dangles lies. Okay. And if you think long enough about it or focus on what it is that he's lying about to you, then you can, you'll, you'll begin to, you'll take the bait. You'll take the bait. And once you bite the bait, then deception is going to take place. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 that we got to bring every thought captive that acknowledges itself against Christ. So we got to bring those thoughts captive. When Satan dangles the bait or those those lies, those self-image that you're worthless, that you'll never be nothing. Now, you got to remember that Jesus said, and we learned this last week, that Satan is a liar. Okay, and he's not just a liar, but he's the father of lies. So that means that every time he opens his mouth, it's a lie. So every time he dangles that bait, it's a lie. So when he tells you that you're worthless, no, you got to say, I'm the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. That you're a loser. No, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. That that, that you're never going to amount to anything. I'm a success because God is with me. God is with me and God is for me. God's not going to let me, he's not going to let me fail. He's, he's going to keep me. He's going to help me to, to do what I need to do in order to be all that I can be for him. So we got to bring every thought captive. So let's, let's go back to verse 11. It tells us to put on the whole armor of God. that We will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now let's look at this word devil. This is the Greek word diabolos, and it's compounded of two words. And when you put these two words together, it just means this. It's one who repetitiously strikes until successfully penetrating an object in order to ruin it, affect it, or take it captive. To slander, accuse, or defame, to penetrate by continuous assault, to ensnare with a net. So the word devil is Satan's job description. He is one who strikes and strikes and strikes and strikes and strikes until he is successful at breaking through. And in order to not just merely mess around 
with you, but he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy you. And it's nothing to do with you. You're not all that, but it's because he hates God so much. And he doesn't want the plan of God or the work of God to be fulfilled in your life. And so he comes to just um, continuously try to strike and strike and strike until he penetrates. Now, it's important, very, 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 very important what you listen to, what you watch on TV, what you read and who you follow and what you believe. Let me say that again. It's important what you listen to. What are you listening to on a regular basis? Are you ever listening to the word of God? Are you always listening to secular music and just listening to gossip and craziness? It's, a, it's important what you watch. What you watch. You cannot watch everything that is out here on television. What you read. It's very, very important what you read, who you follow, who you follow will affect you. It's very important who follow and what you believe. If you listen to the word of God and you believe that word, you know, you can't just listen to it, but you got to believe what it says. If you believe that word, your faith grabs a hold of the word of God and it becomes a reality in your life. So it's not enough just to confess the word, say mere words. I'm just going to say these words. And then like, it's not magic. Like you say these words and then something great happens. You got to believe what you say. And it's got to be a part of you. It's got to be a part of you. You can't just mimic what somebody else does, but you got to believe the word of God for yourself. Satan wants your mind but God wants your mind as well. And if your mind is filled with the word of God, if you're renewing your mind with the word of God, then you won't believe the lies of the devil. You won't take his bait. You won't believe his lies about your health. You won't believe the lies about your marriage. You won't believe the lies about being single, that nobody don't want you and, and that it's never going to happen or never. If you've got a promise from God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You cannot believe his lies about your finances. You can't believe his lies about being fearful. You can't even believe his lies that you're not saved. You know, he'll try to bring that, 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 that you're not really saved. So don't bite Satan's bait. Refuse it. Rick Renner says it best. Your reality will be what you believe. What you believe will be your reality. What you believe, it, it, can, it can really affect you. It can really affect you. Now, are you going to believe the lie, a lie, or are you going to believe the truth? How do you know when it's a lie? Because it doesn't line up with the word of God. The truth always lines up with the word God does not go against the word. He doesn't make an exception for you because, you know, you've had a rough life. If it's against the word, it's against the word all the way across the board. God does not show partiality to anyone. It's the same 
for everyone. He never goes against his word. So if you're in a situation, they got to figure out, you know, is this the will of God? Well, does it line up with the word? If it don't line up with the word, then it's, it's not from God. And God is not blessing everything that people are doing. People do things, stuff that's sinful, sinful stuff. And, 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 and say that God is blessing me. Let me tell you something. God does not bless sin. You may think that you're blessed. Okay. But when the blessing of God is upon, you don't have to work for the blessing of God. Okay. You don't have to work for the blessing of God. Favor will find you. You just be obedient to what God is telling you to do and you walk in the purpose and the plan of God and favor will find you. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and addeth no sorrow. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, it says, talks about vain imaginations and um, the devil uses our mind, he uses it like a movie screen. So he portrays these images like you see on a movie screen. Like, for example, say like you go to the doctor and you get a bad report from the doctor. Now, it would be silly to say that what you hear or what the doctor, you know, gives you that, that you might not be concerned about the report that, that you receive. And according to the severity of the report, you know, but what are you going to do when you get that report? You get a bad report and the devil starts to show you a picture screen. You start to see yourself in a coffin and, 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 and you see your eulogy uh, being written. You see the people singing at your funeral. And then you, 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 may go on, um, you may go on the internet and, and put in your um, symptoms and, and it, it, it says all these awful things. You know, and then you, you st he starts to whisper these lies to you. And, and once he starts to whisper these lies to you, you start to bite the bait. Then he'll send people to reinforce those things. You know, sometimes you tell people stuff that may be going on and the person will say, uh, yeah, I know somebody that had the same situation and they died from that. That's not something people need to hear. They don't always need to hear a horror story when they've, they've gone through something. There was a young lady that I knew that was going through a very difficult, very difficult situation. In fact, according to, um, the world and according to the law the situation was impossible there was no way or no way out of the situation so she called she was just in tears devastated and it just you know it's just a terrible terrible situation and so the first thing that I told her you know we're gonna pray we're gonna pray and we're gonna believe God to turn this thing around but one of the things that I told her as well was that don't tell anyone don't go around telling uh, people about this situation because the more you talk the bigger it gets and then you talk to somebody that sometimes when you're going through things that are real difficult you cannot tell everybody because everybody's faith is not there and I knew in this situation that this young lady was going to need faith she did not need to hear any doubt she did not need to hear any doubt in order for her to get through what she needed to get through and I also told her I said Go off Facebook. Don't go on Facebook because you go on there, there's going to be stuff on there that's going to rattle, rattle your faith. You see, you know, situations and see things in the enemy. You just, he's going to try to rattle your faith. And so I would encourage you that some, you know, it's, it's important that who you tell information to. Because you can't tell everybody everything. Some people tell everybody everything. And... There should be some people in your life that you can trust to pray and believe God for you. And just like with this young lady's situation, she did not need to hear my opinion. 
She did not need to hear. Um, she needed to, her faith needed to be there. And, you know, we spoke the word of God, prayed, and hey, God miraculously, I mean, when I say miraculously, I mean miraculously turned the situation around in her favor. And I just thank God for that. And so, you know, sometimes you might get a bad, bad report from the doctor. You can't, you can't go blabbing and telling everybody or, or, or self-diagnosing yourself. You know, when you're standing in faith, when you're standing in faith, sometimes you can't tell nobody because people won't always give their opinion or, or, or what they think, you know, or, or, or how they think you should handle the situation. And you got to pray and see God how he wants you to handle the situation because everybody's situation is different. So just be encouraged that God is faithful. He is faithful. And if talk to God about it, talk to him about it. So Satan has his wiles. He has his devices. He's trying to get into your mind. Don't let the devil dominate your mind. Truth must be your reality. You got to renew your mind. So the truth can become your reality. So what do you mean by renewing your mind? When you renew your mind, the Bible says in Romans, Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And he goes on to say, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be ye transformed are changed. And the only way you're going to change is you got to renew your mind. You got to renew your mind. And how you renew your mind is you got to put that word. See, the word is, is so important. The word of God is so, so, so important. It's so, so powerful. It's not only our instruction book for living, but it gives us, it gives us uh, what is to come in the future. And, and it gives us even the, the, the ending of all things that Christ rules and reigns supreme and that he's coming back again to judge the wicked and the evil. And he's going to take up those that have lived a righteous life and will live with him forever and eternity. And in the end of story. But in the meantime, there's a life that we got to live and a witness that, that, that we have to be. And I definitely believe in this time that we're living in that there's definitely been a line drawn in the sand. And God has exposed who is the remnant. Who is the remnant in this time and in this season. And it's not who I thought it was going to be. But we just got to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And that they will um, stand on the things of God. And that they won't fall. And that they won't be uh, deceived. That they won't take Satan's bait. Okay. So we got to renew our mind with the word so that truth can become our reality. One of the things that I had to renew my mind concerning was um, our fear. I had the spirit of fear on me. And for those of you that have heard my testimony, you've heard this before, but I had the spirit of fear on me. And so I was tormented for a great portion of my life because just like the Bible says that fear hath torment, is tormenting um, to, be, to be fearful. I was um, paralyzed by fear a lot of times. Um, and everything, and that's why it's just so amazing to me that uh, doing the things that I do, um, I just, if you would have told me that, that I was doing, would be doing the things that I do in ministry, I, I would, no, I'm not going to do that. In fact, um, I tell the story of when I had speech class, it was the class I hated the most. I hated speech class because I didn't like to get up in front of people 
and talk, I would get nervous. I would get the sweaty palms. I'd get the shaky knees. I'd get the dry mouth. But you know, even then, when I when 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 I had to do a speech or something like that, it's like, even though you know, but God just worked through all of that, and the delivery was not what I felt, but what other people saw was not what was going on on the inside. But had the spirit of fear, and so you know, you say, well. Um, you know, and people that have not had that spirit, they, they don't understand what it means. Well, just do it. Just do it. And it's, it's not that. It's that when you have the spirit of fear, it's something that hovers over you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. And so I, I looking back, I know now that it was, it was the trick of the enemy to, 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 to keep me silenced and, and to keep me um, not to fulfill the purpose and plan of God. So it took great faith. To, to break free from that. And so when I went away to college, um, my mom placed in my hand two, two scriptures, two scriptures. And she told me to commit these to my memory. She, she had them written down. It was like on a, uh, it was on a calendar and it was, um, second Timothy one and seven for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. And she said, whenever that, that fear tries to, 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 to come upon you, um, say this scripture, say this scripture and then the other one was that perfect love casteth out all fear. And so, oh yes, I had to use those scripture verses. And I tell you, I've been through every prayer line for deliverance from fear. And I thought it would leave overnight just like that. I've had people pray for me for, you know, the, the spirit, the spirit of fear to be, um, uh, uh, you know, gone from my life and the prayed and it seemed like nothing happened. I was still afraid. I was still, you know, afraid to walk in a dark room, afraid to be in a room by myself, afraid to be in a room with people, afraid to get up in front of people, just, just, just afraid. And so I started confessing that word, even though I still felt fear, nothing, nothing seemed to happen. And so, you know, I would, situations would arise. In fact, even going to school, I, I, I wanted to turn back and come home because I was not staying at this place. I'm, I'm getting up out of here, but I ended up staying. Thank God. But I would confess that word. And sometimes I'd have to confess it. My eyes would be closed tight, shut tight. And I, Father God, you said you haven't given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so... I quoted those scriptures for, for several, several weeks. In fact, for several months, one day, and I'm going to just share this, this from my life. One day I was, I was in my dorm room and I was in there by myself and I laid down to take a nap. I laid down to take a nap. And, um, uh, as I went to sleep, there's just these, you know, I doze off to sleep and just these strange thoughts came, came in my mind. And, and I woke up and just, you know, rebuked those thoughts like, oh, God, no, what in the world did that, where in the world did that come from? So I lay back down and, and dozed off again, you know, went to sleep, started sleeping. So the next thing I knew, this all happened simultaneously. And it was like a weight came and was on my chest. And if, if the only way I could describe it was, you know, if you, when you go to get an x-ray and they put that, like, blanket thing on you to cover up, uh, you know, the rest of your body so that it's not exposed to, to the x-ray. And it felt like that, but it was a thousand times heavier. And it was, it was so heavy, but, it, but I couldn't see anything, all right? And so this happened at the, all simultaneously. The weight came, and then it's like something had my eyes shut that I couldn't open my eyes, and something grabbed my tongue, okay? And it well, didn't have fingers, but I could not move 
my tongue and I could not open my eyes to see what it was. And so I felt, I knew that I tried to kick my foot up to fight, you know, try to do my, but I, I could, I was, I couldn't move. I couldn't move at all. And so of course, you know, fear gripped my heart. Like what in the world is this? And so I, I heard my mother's voice say to me that, that, you know, when, when the enemy comes and, and when you, when you're dealing with, you know, you got to call on the name of Jesus, you got to call on the name of Jesus. And, and I remember that. And so I'm really like fighting for my life. So, so to speak, and I'm trying to say Jesus. And it seemed like it took hours that I was wrestling with this spirit uh, to, you know, to be able to call on the name of Jesus. So like I said, my tongue was like, I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I couldn't speak in my eyes. I couldn't see, you know, I could, couldn't see what it was. And I, there was nothing there to feel because this was something that was going on in the spirit realm. All right. And so finally I got out the name Jesus. So while I'm trying to say it, it's like, I'm, I can't, you know, I'm trying to, you know, and I'm like, and I, I could hear the Holy Spirit say, you've got to say the name. You've got to say the name. So I finally got out the name Jesus. And as soon as I uttered that name, hallelujah, the presence of the Lord came in that room. And I knew the Holy Spirit revealed that was the spirit of fear and you defeated it today. And from that day forth, I have not had that that tormenting spirit like that that day in my dorm room in my bed i was set free when i called on that name the weight lifted the my you know what was moved from my eyes moved from my um affecting my tongue it was all moved and it just went away and i popped up in my bed and i looked around and i said is that all i had to do and i realized at that moment that i've got more power than any demonic spirit that may try to come against me. And if you're in Christ, you have that same power too. The spirit realm is real. It is very real. It's more real than what we see in our day-to-day -day life. The Bible says that there is a battle that is going on in the realm of the spirit day and night, day and night. And the things that we see are temporal, but the things that we don't see are eternal. And so once we have a clearer understanding, then we can be more effective in the realm of the spirit. I want to encourage you that are listening to this podcast today. I want to encourage you. And my prayer is that if you have not been walking in the authority of God, that you will take your rightful place and walk in the authority that God has given his children in the name of Jesus. God has given us the power. He has given us the victory. If we have on that whole armor, there is nothing that the enemy can bring our way that we cannot combat with that armor. But we've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you, Father God, that you have given us the weapons to fight in this spiritual battle, that you've already given us the charging commands and that we win. So, Father, I pray for those that may be facing difficult situations right now. Lord, help them to rise up in the authority that you've given us in Jesus' name. 
and to take hold of the promises of God that are in your word. Father God, I thank you for stirring the hearts. I pray in Jesus' name that deception be lifted off the eyes of those, Father God, that that are deceived, those that are lost, for those that are jumbled and confused in their mind. Father God, I break the power of the enemy right now in Jesus' name, that everyone that's listening to this under the sound of my voice, Father God, that you you ignite a fire on the inside. Oh, in the name of Jesus, a fire on the inside. And I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. You be glorified and you be magnified today in the life of every hearer and every believer that is listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Will you stay encouraged? Next week we're going to be talking about principalities and we're going to break down the four level of principalities of, of the, in the demonic realm. We're going to look into that. Be sure to join me next week. Share this podcast with someone. Also, be sure that if you haven't already done so, you can join the mailing list so that you can stay up to date with ministry happenings. You can uh, send your email to me at paulacornet 32 at gmail.com and I will add you to the email list. Or you can go right on to the um, to my um, website and leave your information there. Subscribe to the email list because I may be coming to a city near you. Well, God bless you. Until next time, remember the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.